0: and we are on hello and welcome to another episode of sports unhinged i'm mo i'm joined by coach and yujita and then there were eight a wild card round that was out of this world uh, now we have Eight uh, teams left. First game in the divisionals. Coach the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's talk a little bit about those Jaguars and how they got there. Um, the biggest comeback in playoff history, twenty-seven to nothing. How did the Chargers mess that up?
1: Oh, I think very bad coaching. Um, I, I don't understand. I don't understand in the second half. How they do all of this work and they get to that lead, and then all of a sudden. One of the best running backs, either on the screen game, like you don't have to hand it off to him and running the ball, but at least give him some touches and giving him give him the ability to run it. Um, he had what six touches in the second half? I think he touched the ball seven times, right? Um, total. What are you doing? Um, I don't fault. Actually, I do fault. I, I think. There has to be that game plan, right? Even even when I was coaching at my small level in high school ball, we had a game plan on if we were up, if we were down, four-minute drill, eight-minute drill, two-minute drill. We knew what we were going to do, how we were going to do it. And then we, we, when we went in at halftime, we would say, all right, we're up by blank. Let's go to this side of the sheet. Everyone turn to this side of the sheet, and they would look at the quarterback and they would look at Coach Baker, and then they would look at me on defense, and they would say, blank, blah, 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 and then we knew. Right. I cannot believe in the NFL that doesn't happen. Uh, as I've The more and more that I've read, and I think that's why the quarterback coach and the offensive coordinator got fired, they yeah. didn't do that, and they didn't adjust. And kudos to um, um, Dougie Doug, man. He is coaching them up, isn't he?
0: Yeah, no, but um, I, this is another question that I had. I mean, Yujita, when it comes to the coaching, uh, they fire the offensive coordinator, but is that enough? Should the head coach be gone? Because if you even looked at the body language of the players with the coach, that dynamic, usually a coach comes in and sets the tone. Right? There is some kind of um, kind of expectation. There's a presence for that head coach there. Um, there was one clip where Bosa threw his helmet, and 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 Brandon Staley picked it up and gave it back to him, and then he threw it again. And it kind of showed that it's as if he can't control these egos of the players there as a head coach. You see on the other side, Doug Peterson, they had an apocalyptic first half with interceptions flying left and right. They kept their cool. You felt like he just told them, you know, we're down 27 to nothing. Let's just get a touchdown before the half. They did that. And then the comeback was on. What do you see with the coaching dynamic there at the Chargers? I mean, does the head coach survive that?
2: Yeah, the coach was, I mean, what he said was right. I mean, you got to have these drills at certain plays having practiced it. And there were multiple plays. Jackson will, I mean, t- Trevor Lawrence threw, what, four interceptions in four. the first half? Yes. Yeah. But they could convert, I think, on the return drive. I think it was only two that they converted. They messed up so many times. I think there were about 2 go goal-for-goal situations where they came off with field goals. Right. Yeah, and like he said, you, you Austin Eckler is, you know, best running back in the league. Run the guy. Why make the pass play? So, yeah, you can understand the frustrations of guys like Bosa who are playing lights out, keeping them in the game on defense, and, you know, and then you haven't got the play on the offense. So, yeah, I mean, they got to look deep into what Brandon Staley, I mean, yeah, aggressive coach and everything, but if you keep shooting yourself in the foot, at playoff time, especially with a team like Jacksonville, up by what was it, twenty-seven to nothing? Was it at the half? Yeah, yeah. And then and then give it away. But then and then on the other side, Jacksonville. You know, let me let me take you guys back to the golden era of NFL, which is the 2017 Super Bowl Eagle winning uh, year, right? right now. One of the one of the great, greatest things that happened during the Eagles' run was resilience. Doc right. Peterson, right? It w- didn't have many stars. We were underdogs in most of the uh, playoff games, but resilience. And that's what Jacksonville showed. And listen, their defense is what kept them in the game. That D line pressure and coverage on the secondary kept them in the game. So, yeah, two sides of the coaching uh, thing there. Do you think he survived? Can I make, in, can I I make one quick
1: statement here? Is yeah. that all right?
2: Yeah. Um, I was
1: on seven coaching staffs throughout my career in Texas. And one of the things that we used to say in the eight minute drill was yeah. even if you go three and out, when you run the ball, the clock still goes right. Right. And so if you think about that and then go back and re-watch that game, Ujitha exactly right. At the very least, the clock is still running. Yeah. Right? The clock yeah. is your third or, or 12th defensive player. Um, and, and I just felt like that, oh, you're right, no presence on the sideline. What are you doing? Why not? Why are you? Right. Um, but good call, Eugeta. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there.
2: No, no. Yeah, I don't know if he survives or not. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be uh, interesting there.
0: And and you kind of see this in the NFL now when uh, teams are still trying to decide whether to keep their head coaches or not. They need somebody to, to fire. And and there's been a lot of turnaround in coordinators and GMs in uh in the NFL this offseason, not so much with the head coaches. I think there's only been five uh, head coaching changes this uh, this season. Now, if, if we turn our attention to, to this uh, to the divisional round, right? So Jacksonville going up against Kansas City, conventional wisdom tells you that Kansas City is going to blow them out, right? Number one in pretty much most offensive categories, number one in scoring offense, in yards per game, number two in defensive sacks as well. Uh points per game, points allowed per game. Mahomes is at 67.1 percentage completion. Um, conventional wisdom tells you that it's 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 a blowout. Coach, is there any scenario where Jacksonville can actually do this? It will be a, one of the biggest upsets in, in recent history. But if you they know, were listen, to do I, it how? I've got to be honest, I have to say, absolutely not.
1: Okay. Um, Patty Moe does his thing. Um, I hope there's that little sideline and then the toss. And um, I I just – I'm proud of what Jacksonville's done. As I've said multiple times in the last three, four, five, six weeks when we talked about it, I think Jacksonville is on the upswing. But are they to the level of what Kansas City does offensively on their defensive side? And the answer is no way. Um, Will they stick with them on certain plays at certain times? Of course. The only way, the only way, and Baltimore proves uh, sorry, uh, Buffalo proves this every time they step on the field. Right? The only way Kansas City can fall is if they turn the ball over and they are stupid.
0: Yeah, so I think that even the turnovers when Kansas City played Jacksonville, uh, I think week 13, 14, I can't remember. Uh, they ended up winning by 10 points, but in the first half, yeah, they were three- up three ter- turnovers from, from, from uh, Kansas City. And I think this should be mistake-free. So I think there's three ways that Jacksonville can do this, and all three have to happen. Turnovers on defense. They need to stop the run. I mean, they've got a run defense that allows only 90.5 yards per game. Um, so you have to get those turnarounds, and you have to run the ball as well with Travis Etienne. I think that those are the three things that they probably need to do. It's very unlikely. Despite that, you so, so, I think... What do you
1: think? Is it going to happen,
0: though? I want to say yes, but anybody that says Jacksonville can win this will look stupid now and would look like a genius if it actually becomes one of the biggest upsets in sports history. We, um, eight and a half at the moment. Eight and a half. You know what? I'll go for Jacksonville to cover. They'll lose, but at least I'll give cover. you that. That's so, one McDonald's
2: yeah. burger off.
0: Mr. Eugeethus, <laughs> we're,
2: we're we're down to um, I think last count we're down to about three now. Three, three, three burgers,
0: yeah. yeah. That's oh, why what you've been <laughs> counting. Listen, <laughs> hey,
2: uh, what I, I mean, the Jacksonville's got to be overwhelmed, right? They're going yeah. playoffs. They go into Arrowhead. It's it's cold in Kansas. Doug's going up against his old boss, Andy Reid. So you know, it's too overwhelming for them. But again, they've got nothing to lose, right? That's right. the attitude they got to come up with here. And uh, if that D-line plays as well as they did last week, hold off that offensive line of Kansas City, which is pretty good, by the way. Um, not pressure Mahomes. Yeah, this is where they fall apart. If you pressure Mahomes, you fall apart. And yeah, like you said, get that run game If going you pressure with that him game. without
0: blitzing, you might get somewhere. But if you're going to throw the whole thing at him... All our pressure, yeah, yeah, it's not
2: going to happen. Yeah. Well, Tough this is call. a
0: team that six weeks ago was four and eight. And they haven't lost since. Um Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday. That might come to an end. So uh, yeah, it's gonna hit San Francisco too, but we'll talk about that's
2: that. the stat. That is the stat. Not lost yeah. on a Saturday.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. 41-0, 44-0, never wow. lost. On a wow. Never
2: wow. <laughs> never. Yeah. All
0: right. Let's move on to the next game. Uh the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. And coach, I have to give it to you because last week. You were the only one. I think I picked five out of six correct. Minnesota was the wrong pick there for me uh, last week. You actually picked the Giants to, to, to do this. Uh, how, how did they pull it off? I think they ran the ball
1: really well. They did ball control offense. And they, I think they did a clampdown defense on the Jefferson kid, who, who's magnificent, don't get me wrong. And then they dared Kirk Cousins and anyone else they even opened it wide up for the screen game in the running game, and they just couldn't do it. And I think they made them one-dimensional, um, them being Minnesota. And at the end of the game, hey, or at the end of the day, the Giants have the people that can do that. Now, it worries me a bit against Philly. I don't know that they have enough skill players on offense to match up to Philly. I think they have had enough to beat Minnesota. Yeah, um, And let's let's be honest. Minnesota was by the skin of their chinny-chin-chin chin every week, week in and week out. You said that. It was one-score games throughout, right? Right. And so um, if, if Hurts, I think that Kirk Cousins is not to be trusted. Um, I, I read a stat where um, he is statistically, when pressured, outside of the pocket, um, He is number 31 in the league behind the guy from the Jets. So what they did is they made him move a little bit out of the pocket, which is very unusual in the NFL. Most of the time you want to keep them in the pocket, keep them. But they moved him out. The defense tried to move him out on the run but didn't give him Jefferson as an outlet. And, man, they struggled. Um, They really, really struggled. They kept Cook and then the other running back in at times to chip and cover on the block and even then he still struggled. So, hey hey, New York Giants. I wonder if they might upset
0: those hold on. The Eagles. Yeah, they, maybe. Uh, I mean, Eugene, y- 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 J- this is the Giants are a team that went 3-6 and 1 in their last 10 games of the regular season, right? This is a bad team. Uh, and I, I and I'm looking at the media right now and they're all suddenly hyping up uh, Daniel Jones this, Daniel Jones that. I mean, what when did this guy come alive? Right, he came alive against Minnesota. Then they played against the Colts, who's probably the worst team in the NFL. And now they beat Minnesota again. Um, are you? Is there any reason to worry? I I I feel like this is more more easier to call than the Jags and the KC game for me.
2: Look, there's always reason to worry, right? But yeah,
0: <laughs> no, I think I think Philadelphia would be would, would, would I mean it would be a huge, huge mess up if, if, huge, a huge upset, huge a, a huge, huge upset they're 14 and one in games with Jaden Hurts uh, this season. I mean that, that's uh, more, the only
2: statistic I need to look at, right? More interesting, they're one and six six against Philly when playing Saquon one buck So yeah, I'll go with that one. Yeah, uh, there you go. Hey, listen, for, first of all, the one thing that the wild card showed us was The teams played exactly how we expected them regular season. Uh, There was an outsider, Tampa Bay, went out. There was a fraud, Minnesota, went out. Yeah, so let's not not judge the Giants by how they played Minnesota. That is a bottom-ranked defense. They let Daniel Jones climb that pocket. I mean, he was stiff-arming defenses going ahead and dunking it out to Hodgins and uh, Darius Slayton, right? Of course, the Eagles have a much better defensive line. They've got, you know, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick. They've got 70 sacks in the league right now. It's not yeah. going to be that easy yet. Yeah, they'll, ru- they'll try to run Sequan up the gut it now and then might be uh, effective. Uh, but my worry is obviously on the offensive side. Hertz is not 100%. We know yeah. that. So he's probably going to come in as a third running back. There's going to be a lot of design runs. Um, and they've got this guy, Dexter Lawrence, was his name, the nose tackle from the Giants. Wow, he right. played lights out again. Okay. So you're probably going to see more runs on the C and D gap rather than the middle, um, which is oh, where they're good strong.
1: Coaching call there, nicely done.
2: Thank you. Yeah, uh, that's homework. where they're strong. Yeah. So um it's going to be a little tough for Jalen and that offense. He might, you know, he might try to go a little bit ha- pass happy with AJ Brown, try to. Yeah, but what I like what Coach said. Um, they bracketed uh, Justin Jefferson a lot in the in the Minnesota game. I think that's exactly what they're going to do with Hertz. It's exactly what they're going to try and do with Devontae Smith. Um, so yeah, again, you know what? Divisional game in the playoffs. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? But uh, well, the Eagles have four players Eagles for the win. Yeah,
0: oh. Eagles for the win. I think, and 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 the Eagles have four players with over ten sacks. So I think that Daniel Jones is not going to get the chance. To show off as much as he has in the last few games. I mean, uh, look,
2: see. I mean, one one really good thing is Lane Johnson's back on the line, and that that's really gonna help Jalen Hurts because when he's out, Philly plays bad.
0: Yeah, I think I think the Giants are are a fraud. They're lucky to be there. Uh, I think Coach said if Minnesota were to uh, to get through, they would have been called a fraud this week. Um, so either way, the party ends here for those two uh, NFC teams. I think the line opened at seven and a half. Coach, yeah. Yes, uh, currently eight. Currently eight. Ooh. I don't know if Philly covers that. I might go with the Giants covering, but I think it's just garbage time points. I would say it's garbage time points, but I'll probably go what with the Giants. Call, what covering. do we
1: call that, Yujita? What do we call that? A backdoor
0: back door.
2: Back door cover, baby. <laughs> we don't know all all right. about
0: the backdoor game number three Cincinnati at Buffalo Cincinnati go- getting through the Baltimore Ravens while Buffalo had a very close game against Miami nobody expected that um before oh. we get before we get into that coach um time management by Miami there uh, what do you have to say about that?
1: well first of all kudos to the coach coming out in public and saying hey listen we got it wrong. We didn't know the down and distance. We thought there was a first down. I have to be honest. I I was normally in the booth later in my career. And there were times I gave bad information. Very many times. No, coach, it's a first down. Don't worry about it. Go on. That's good. Or coach, I think it's going to be a third down and 1.5 or two yards. And then it turned out to be a first down or vice versa. Um, So kudos for him to say it. Now, I'm a high school football coach in Texas and their NFL pay getting paid 1.5 million dollars. Right. So I struggle with that. Um and and there's not just one person making that call. There's 2 to 3 to 4 to 5. Um at the same time Come on, really? Yeah. Are you are you really They did so, well though. Miami did so, really
0: well, you know? Are you they're really real, so
1: short-sighted and short-lived of all right, I'm looking at my play sheet and I'm not looking at the, <laughs> the field and I don't know. And wait a minute, you marked the ball there. Hold on. Someone said, come on, really? i right. um, just wonder about that. I don't think when you get to that level, and obviously I've never been at that level, I've been close to the university or college level where I did know. Um, and yes, I've, been, I've given bad information, but the few times I called defenses from the sideline, I I listened, but I very much focused on what was on the grass. Right? Said so that, I think, just wondered.
0: Do you think Buffalo were exposed a little bit with the way that Miami kind of made it a close game? Yujita, what do you
2: think? Yeah, yeah. Look, I don't think it was 100% for Buffalo. And when they play Cincinnati, it's, it's going to be all about QBs. I mean, this is going to be the QB versus QB game out of all the whatever games is going on. So Buffalo defensively, I think they haven't got one Miller. So um, that pass rush is going to be a problem. But it's all going to be up to Josh Allen. It's all going to be. I think he had like 13, 20-plus yard throws against Miami. And so that just shows he was just, you know, he was just slinging. He was just, and he, he completed only five of them. So, you know, I mean, um, I I didn't really think Buffalo was full on playoff mode against Miami and uh, they could have actually lost that game. Now, Coach, you know, I heard the
0: conversation on on, on the NFL Network uh, talking about how when Brady and Peyton Manning were there, you know, going after each other every year, year in, year out, everybody wondered, you know, Will we have that kind of rivalry in the next generation? And now in the AFC, we've got three quarterbacks who are there every year up against each other. You know, you've got Joe Burrow, you've got Josh Allen, and then you've got Patrick Mahomes. And that fourth slot is, you know, you, you're giving chances to the new and up-and-coming quarterbacks to take that uh, seat. Uh, it could have been Herbert. They didn't get there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is there, and he's got a shot at that this uh, uh, this weekend. Um, this is going to be the rivalry going forward for the next uh, for the next few years. Ten years from now, who do you think comes out on top with the number of Super Bowls there between those three? You know, when you're talking about uh, Mahomes, Mahomes has a head start Ooh. now, but
2: tough wow. tough, tough. That's a great
1: question because my goodness, every quarterback at the moment is 29 and under that are yeah. in the playoffs. Did I read that correctly? Um, man, it's hard to bet against Mahomes. Um, I think he has the best coach and the best team for the next three, four, five years. I think they have the best cap space as well. Um, I, sometimes lack of defense hurts them where he has to do miraculous things. If I flip that to Buffalo, Buffalo has a better defensive setup over the next three to four or five years in their cap. Um, look, uh, man, I don't know uh That's a great question. Um we'll, if, if we'll my money if you make me put money on it, I'm most definitely going Kansas City and Mahomes right. in the next 10 years the number of Super Bowl rings. Um but wow, first of all, I can't wait for the next 10 years. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to we had this discussion um in our WhatsApp group of Cincinnati and Buffalo right? And, and unfortunately, we had some issues with that a few weeks ago, but I, I really love watching them play. Uh, I like it when each quarterback and each team are at their best. Right. I don't want to see turnovers, right? I don't mind turnovers when the defensive um, coordinator sets that up. I don't like it when someone's silly and makes a stupid throw. Yeah. Right? So at the end of the day, I think it's fabulous when um, good teams play good football and then someone comes out on top but if, if you make me pick I'll take Kansas City and Mahomes.
0: all right okay now in, in this game Ujita we've got Cincinnati who are struggling with their O line I think they've got three out of the five uh, linesmen out you've got Lyle Collins out Jonah Williams does that really step it heavily towards Buffalo would it be considered an upset if Cincinnati uh
2: win this yeah, I mean, I, I think you brought it up uh, last week or the week before that it is the O line that's going to come and bite Bengals yeah. in the back, you know, at some point. And I think this is this is it. Uh, I think the Ravens game they ran the ball, I think, well, fifty times. So yeah. it was, you know, it was Burrows just, you know, trying to get 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 after Chase and these guys. So uh, Buffalo defensively a better team, or you know. Better Bengals are good as well, but yeah. defensively. So that's why I said this is going to be about which defense plays better and which quarterback plays better. This this is the game. Give so, me a score. <laughs> man, <laughs> ah, see? I see. I, I know where he's going with it, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a, a higher score. I think it's going to be probably somewhere around the 27-24 mark. Something like that. With Probably Buffalo. I Buffalo. think Buffalo is going to win the game. Yeah. It's just, just for that O-line. I mean, yeah, no one Miller to rush the O-line, but still that run game is going to suffer. And then um, Barrows, as good as he is, um, makes mistakes on the pass. Probably. Coach?
1: So my statistics guy and I were doing some research, and he said, Dad, statistics guy, um, I was just looking at all the teams that played Buffalo and then the next week, they always are under. Right. They always right. score not a lot of points. And he said, why is that? And I said, well, Buffalo is, sorry, not Buffalo, Baltimore. Baltimore. Um, when they play Baltimore the next week, those teams score under in their points. And they really struggle offensively. And, and I found that interesting because Baltimore is – I think I heard someone from Pittsburgh used to say, all right, it's Baltimore week. Everyone yeah. get ready. Yeah, and so extra pads and knee pads, and it's just a tough game. They take so a lot out of you, idea. yeah. Yeah, so so knowing that, I just wonder if Cincinnati is coming out of that Baltimore funk.
0: Right. Um
1: I, I would go very underscoring, ironically, if you say that. Yeah. I think this will be um, – I'm not sure if I would call it under, but I think Baltimore wins the game. Um, I don't Baltimore, see... you mean? Sorry, I, I think Buffalo wins, Buffalo, Buffalo wins the game. Yeah. Buffalo wins the game. I don't see either team scoring
0: a lot of points. This would be the one time I think the game would be under. I've got an under two. I've got 17-14, which is funny because now we've, we've discussed three games and I think the favorites will win the games. But in all three, I've got the underdogs covering the spread. I think it's at... Five and a half in the Buffalo Cincinnati game. At least I opened at that.
2: What, I- what is the over-under there?
0: Um 51. half, fifty-one. Fifty-one odds. Oh, so, so, so we're all under then. Yeah. We're yeah. all
2: under. Now, hey, plus, this is this is the first game of the playoffs. So a little bit more pressure on the first division game.
0: Now, here's a question. I left the Dallas and San Francisco game till last. Did I save the best till last coach? Or is Cincinnati Buffalo is going to be the better game here?
1: No. Man, I don't know. I, I love the idea of Cincinnati and Buffalo suiting it up again. Now that the Hamlin kid is okay um, and we've recognized that he's going to be fine, let's play some football. But I I just like how San Francisco has played well the last 12 weeks. Unbelievable. I think, I think Dallas, when they want to, they can flip the switch and turn the lights on as a coach. I
0: hate it. It drives me crazy. But it's against a fraudulent Tampa Bay team, right, Coach? I mean, Tampa Bay just folded like a lawn chair there.
1: I was disappointed in how they played. But give some credit. Sorry, I was disappointed in how they played offensively. Yeah, But give some credit to um, the Dallas defense. Um, I think Dan Quinn, if he's not the best defensive coordinator in the NFL – he might be at least the top – he was 100% the top three. Right. Um, He diagnosed and created a game plan that made them one-dimensional. And when you make Tom Brady one-dimensional and you can get after him with four on the line with one extra rusher and he's not sure where it's coming from, you win the game. And sure enough, how many plays did we see Tom Brady get set to throw and then all of a sudden he threw and did this? Right. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. There was one particular one in the end zone
1: that well, he, he at just the let moment him. you can do that with Tom Brady or any quarterback for that matter. You are winning the battle defensively in the brain. Yeah. And when you win that, you don't have to sack him. You don't have to rush him. You just you know that the four can get to him, and then that fifth. We're not sure where it's coming from. Is it number six here on the outside? Is it Van der Esch in the middle? Um, if, if they both show and then all of a sudden a corner comes off the edge, but the free safety rotates out and he's not sure because he's the best pre-read passer other than Aaron Rodgers in the game in the yeah. last 25 years, other than Manning, right? They're the top three. All right. When you give him a not sure, you won. Now, yeah, Gita, how about
0: those missed points, extra points that uh, Dallas oh, had? Right? Oh, <laughs> wow. I, I, pff, a lot I'll of people bad. that bet on that uh, game th- th- missed out on a think, lot of money for, yeah, because oh, of one, wow. two points. Out. I see coach rubbing his head. I mean, look at him. <laughs> uh, I mean,
2: a lot of people. <laughs> Two, two missed. Fine. Three, four. I, I think they signed this. This cancel. What is it? I think they signed him uh, on the kicking squad yeah. now for, for, for the divisional game. But well, hey, listen yeah. a, about Tampa Bay. You, you know, one of the problems is that guys like Todd. Is it Todd Bowles or did we change his name to Ted Bowles? The other one. No, I think it's Ted. Ted. Is it Ted? Yeah, Ted, guys no. like Bowles. Issue is they don't watch this podcast enough. Okay. Because we said last week that if Tom Brady tries to throw it 40, 50 times, it is not going to be a good day. 66, baby. 66. He went and scored 10 more than we predicted. Ran the ball 50 times against a run defense that's like 22nd or 23rd. Yeah.
1: What, uh, what did it, what, what's his name? Had seven carries. Uh, um, uh, Fournette.
2: Leonard Fournette. Leonard yeah. Fournette. It was crazy to watch. And he was being pressured. I mean, run the damn thing. Scoring garbage points, garbage time points. Now, San
0: Francisco, on the other hand, I mean, I got to give it up to Seattle for the first half. They played an incredible first half. But just the ability to adjust at halftime and the way that San Francisco came out in the second half with explosive plays was incredible. Coach, I think we have a few explosive plays that they had, uh, which you wanted to talk us through. Uh, Let me put these up. So as you're putting
1: those up, I just want to make a comment. Imagine the difference in the conversation of what we're going to do for the eight minute or the four minute drill versus um, what San Diego did. Sorry, what the Chargers did. The Chargers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So let me get my wonderful pen. I feel like, who is it? Troy Aikman or um, what's the big guy? Um, Anyway. Um, at this moment, um, if you look at the pre-snap routine, right. 44 is going to come in motion. You'll see 53 is coming out here, and 44 has got to chip in. Now, right. once that happens, you have put the deep. Once that happens, you put the defense in a no chance. So number six either has to go deep here or trail off here. And right. that's a pre-snap look. 57, he's a linebacker. He's never fast enough to get to this point or this point. Now, 30, he's in a bad look too. If it's man-to-man, you're going to win here on the wheel with 23. Right. Now, you automatically know it's not man-to-man because of the way they chip And so you your first look is number 30. If number 30 does this, you know number 3 or number 11 is going to be open. So you either throw the ball right here or you throw the ball right here. And it's about four seconds because these guys are fast. Right. And at that moment, you win. It doesn't matter what 27 does. He doesn't matter. doesn't matter what 26 does. He doesn't matter. 34, doesn't matter. Even if you just sneak 85 out here just to be cheeky, 27 is going to rotate out here and then 26. Even if 26 runs. Right. He's always going to be running behind. If he, Even if he gives up the inside and runs underneath, then you just throw it over here as a shoulder look or a sideline look and you win.
0: And listen, that guy can throw it. I didn't think he could, but he can. He can. He can. Purdy he was able to do it. Now, Coach, we've got another one here that is similar. Now, similar plays, and there were three explosive plays that San Francisco had. How can you defend against this? Because it seems to be like, I mean, Seattle are always a good cover three team, but this was kind of like a cover three buster kind of uh, uh, game where every time they lined up in, in, in that position, they got they got busted. How do you defend against, against these plays here? So let's do a quick cover three and
1: I'll do this in blue. Cover three is one, two, three. Yeah. Right? Everyone see that in cover three. Right. You've got to go to those places. So if number six covers this part of the middle of the field and 26 covers this part of the middle of the field automatically. And I'll change the color real quick into orange. You've got two people in his part of the field. What what does he do? Six has got to stay up the middle. Um, There are times when 19 runs here and sits. And then there are times when 19 runs a, a straight up the field fly. Right now here's where it gets fun. Right, 19 did, he ran up the middle and sat. That means 57 will go to his cover three spot. Number eight will go to his cover three spot and look at number 23. So all alone, all, all alone. now if you can get number eight to bite here and number 57 to bite here, this guy right here, I'll change the color just real quick. You are gonna hit this forever. Sorry, I didn't miss the color. Yeah, you're gonna hit this forever. Twenty-six. He's in no man's land. He's screwed. Right. Right. That's why we call it the cover three buster. He's screwed because at any moment, this receiver number eleven, and this receiver number six, they will also watch what twenty-six does. If twenty-six picks this guy up and runs with him because he needed, he's in his zone. He's going to assume he'll try to get over, and he's going to throw it to this number six, right. and you're done. Here's the fun part, and they did it twice in this game, right? Number 85, he'll chip number 10, and then he'll run right out here on the little wheel, and there's nobody here because what did 26 do twice in the game? He right. ran to the corner or ran to the stick. You're, you're slewed. You do,
0: there's nothing you can do. Do the Dallas Cowboys have the pieces on defense to make these adjustments? This is, another th- this is a third play that happened from San Francisco's uh, 36, 37-yard line as well. Another explosive play. And this is kind of San Francisco's strength, their ability to explode onto the scene. Does Dallas have the pieces, the know-how to stop these explosive plays?
1: The advantage that Dallas is, before I break down this play, is yeah. they have four to five guys, again, as we did in Tampa. They have four guys that can get after the quarterback and beat your offensive line, even when your offensive line plays great. Even when you, you, when you do the fan blocks out to the A-back, A-gap, B-gap, C-gap, shout out, Ujitha. Um, and even into the D-gap on the outside, outside. Those four guys can still beat you. It has nothing to do with stunt. It has nothing to do with blitz. So 51, 91, 99, 97. So that's a five-man front, roughly, right? In Dallas, four of those guys are coming and they can beat you. Now, they don't beat you every play, but they beat you in enough plays. And let's not forget, and I like the new guy, and I like the quarterback, and I love the play calling of San Francisco – He's still a rookie. Yeah. He still has some I'm not sure. Right. So play nervous for the first few few plays, right? At some point he's going to look over and go where's number 11?
0: Right. Yep.
1: Right? Let's let's not kid yourself and and I want to go back to the Philly game when Philly played San Francisco. Philly played their front four very very well. Right? They did a good job attacking and making sure that you put him one-dimensional. Um, in this particular play, sorry, Ujitha, I think I interrupted you.
2: No, no, I, I'm, I mean, I agree with you because Purdy did miss some open reads even in the Seattle game. So yeah. all this works if he can get those reads and hit them.
1: So, so let's make this one very simple, right? Yeah. You see my red rectangle that's drawn? Those five are coming, all right? Whether we do this man or zone, 27 has got to come here. So he's got 19. Um, 11, if it's man-to-man, he's going to run with this guy. If it's a two under, six is going to cover here, and 26 is going to cover here. Yeah. Right? If this is man-to-man and 11 outruns him, six has got got this covered in this man-to-man with 30. Right. There's this little motion. Here he is. He's going to chip number ten, and then does any does anyone see who's going to cover that? Do you actually believe in the in the Dallas off defense? Van der Esch is this guy. Can he really run with whomever that person is? Pick anyone from the Philly offense. Is it Ayuk? Right. Can he
0: cover Ayuk yes, coming in that motion and going out on that wheel? No. So this particular one, it was. McCaffrey running from the back into that that wheel route. You've got yep. Kittle who ended up running the hot route and and catching the ball there in number eighty five. Yep. Um, yep. So there's even in this particular place, you've got five people rushing. Still a lot of options there for San Francisco to make big plays, not just uh... and and kudos to the offensive scheme. They
1: they they teach him how where to look. Right. They teach him to look at I'll do the different color real quick. They teach him to look at number 30. If 30 is running, he knows his second look is here. Right. And if number six is cheating and covering that, which a defensive coordinator, I will do. Right. Yes. Then the, the third look is 85, and 85 is going to get hit about right here. Why? Because number six did this. Right. And that's the play where Kittle went across, scored, and off he goes. There we go. And you're teaching that quarterback to look what's 30 doing? if he's running, then what's six doing? if he's cheating over, you hit um, you hit Kittle. If he's not cheating over and running, you hit McCaffrey. Now if you'll go back four games, remember the one in McCaffrey I think it was his first game. he caught a touchdown pass right on the edge of the end zone and did this exact same
0: play. Exactly. there we go. Thank you, coach. I mean, that's some uh, some knowledge being dropped there from coach. We should probably do this more often, especially as we get Beautiful. into to these conference championships and the it Super Bowl. It makes me miss coaching, guys. Thank you for that. I enjoy. Yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Now, all right, let's get back to our casual fan mode predicting games, uh, pretending like we know it all. Uh, are, this, are these cheeseburger predictions? That's what I want to know. Well, Yujita, if, if if you pick Dallas and they win, I'll 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 take off two cheeseburgers for you there. But you gotta pick I, Dallas. Your ego has to allow you to pick your division. I would writer.
2: rather I would rather eat two more cheeseburgers. I I know <laughs> hold on. I would I would take two more hours. I'll do twelve hours. <laughs> 12 hours at the McDonald's. All I'll right. Sign
1: it
0: up. That YouTube was, live, baby. YouTube by the blog. way, Nick Bosa has played less snaps in the last two games than Micah Parsons did on Monday night against Tampa Bay. So he's saw a lot more rested.
1: You know, That was an interesting stat. I
0: like that stat. Yeah, yeah. So predictions here. San Francisco hey, by,
2: by a hey, lot. Hold on. What, having looked at the plays and coach running it, do you think Micah Parsons, they play him behind the ball rather than rush on the edge now just because of those kind of plays?
1: So if I'm the defensive coordinator, I'm going to go 50-50 yeah keep him I think home.
2: that's exactly what they will do.
1: i, I yeah. think here's what I would do and, and I've done this before if you if if I have him scheduled to rush and you chip him, I can I will tell him once the, the moment you get chipped, run with him right right? right? If you're not chipped and he's actually in to block you, go get the quarterback. All right Now that's a simple thing, but you see it in the NFL
2: a lot. Yeah, because we also saw we also saw uh, Christian McCaffrey run more up the gut rather than the side against Seattle. Yeah,
1: but now? Seattle's front middle four—they yeah, yeah. get the, it—they're they're not the weakest in, in the NFL, but I think they're very up there. Um, that middle line, but their their middle linebacker and their front three—the a the a gaps, the b gaps—they're yeah. pretty close to the weakest. Um, but they hey, have that.
2: No, hold on. Dallas's run defense isn't the greatest either. But not yeah, up I mean, the they're... gut.
1: When you run against Dallas, you gotta run out here. Not straight through the middle.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think if San I Francisco know. if San Francisco get through this game, I think they're they're in the Super Bowl. Sorry, Ujita. I mean, I don't think San
2: Sanford for the win, man. Come on.
0: Yeah, for the win, <laughs> but, but they go stri- they go to the Super Bowl. I don't think even Philly can stop that team at the moment. Uh it's 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 pretty
2: well. Oh, oh.
0: So
1: there are people in my family that will watch this podcast. And because of that, and also my coaching accliman, yeah. I, I, I actually think Dallas will win the football game. I think at, at the moment that and, – and, again, this is a coaching thing, right? This is not – because I don't have any emotions one way or the other. Right. I'm not a San Francisco fan. I'm not a Dallas fan. I think around the fifth or sixth or seventh game – NFL defenses get enough film on quarterbacks, right? And so this is his what seventh game, eighth game. I think they have enough film on him to be able to defense what he will do. They will know. Listen, I'm a high school guy and I've picked up what his first look, second look, third look is. Right. Imagine if you're at the NFL and I'm don't wear, I'm not anywhere close to those guys. I just think there's going to come a time when that cliff hits that rookie quarterback. So I'll take Dallas in the win. What is the spread
0: right now for that game? Oh, I didn't write that one down. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I've got a 23-17 win for San Francisco. So seven, uh, six points, six-point win. Let's see. Let's see I how think it San,
1: goes. I, and again, this is just memory. I think um, San Fran is 4.5.
2: Four point five. Okay, it's gone up a bit. I think the line was at four at one point. Yeah, that was Excellent. just
1: a that's just a memory. Don't don't quote me on it.
2: Lots of action coming up I'll ahead.
1: Take Dallas, weekend. baby,
0: let's go! I can't believe you did that. I think you you just spent a good ten San minutes uh, showing us how NFC San Francisco can be explosive, yeah. and then you go around and pick up Dallas. I did not have that on my bingo card, so it's 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 an interesting one. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Kyle Shanahan. coaching. Kyle Sch- <laughs> I see your Dan Quinn hey, and I uh, raise you.
2: Was it, were they together at some point? Quinn and uh, Shanahan?
1: Yes. In Atlanta, 28-3. That's
0: the number. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank do, you very much. Do you see more firings coach? I mean, if we're looking at the GMs right now, Arizona just hired Montaui for, Austin Ford there. They've got Tennessee hired uh, Rand Charton as their new GM. So a lot of GMs coming in. Um, do you, do you see more lot, lot of more diversity. If, if, if if hey, you gotta have diversity. <laughs> so,
1: they yeah. even went Tennessee. No, I, I to- don't think I don't huh? think there'll be any more head coaches gone. Um, I think this is what what did I read? The lowest number since two thousand eleven. Yeah. Um, yeah. the lowest number of firings. I, I'm fine with that. Um, actually, I don't like turnover. You guys know, I, I, having been a coach. It's never fun when coaches get fired because that uproots families and kids in school. Uh, I don't see any more coaches. There have been some interesting GM hires. I think some of those GM hires were to satisfy some NFL rules. Um, I don't have an opinion one way or the other because I think they're all accomplished. Um, I'm anxious to see who Arizona hires as a head coach. I'm anxious to see who wants to step in and deal with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray,
0: yeah. And, well, I and think the list on. right now, the list right now is Ivero. Uh, you've got Brian Flores. You've got Aaron Glenn, Vance Joseph, Sean Payton, Frank Reich, and Demico Ryan. That's that's the list so far. That's uh, requested or scheduled. They have to go offensive,
1: don't they? They have right. to go with absolutely. That
0: has Kyler Murray speak.
1: Um, I'm just curious. Talk to us a little bit about Carolina. What do you think?
2: Oh, most? no,
0: so Carolina have a much longer list. I mean, they're talking to everybody. They, uh, they've they already spoken to Jim Caldwell. They've got Ken Dorsey scheduled. They've got Ivero, Ben-Johnson, Kafka, Gerard Mayo, right. Kellen Moore, Sean Payton, Frank Craig. I've got the list in front of me here. Demico Ryan.
2: Philly Offensive guy. Your offensive I coordinator, so, yeah.
0: yes. And obviously Steve Wilkes as well. So there's it's, it's a long list. I think... Uh, Our billionaire owner wants uh, wants to make sure he's covered. Carolina's next
2: best model. Who do you want?
0: Coach, whatever. Who do I want? I want Sean Payton. I mean, if if I had to pick my number one pick, would be Sean Payton. Um, I don't see I don't see that happening in the division. I just can't see. I don't see it either. Um, But I think maybe number two, I would go with Kellen Moore. Maybe we need somebody with an offensive mind that can actually. You didn't say anything about Wilkes. Wilkes would be my number three. Wilkes will okay. be my number three. I think the players have made it very clear that that's who they want. Uh, they've been very vocal about it. Um, he's from Carolina. He's from Charlotte. He's a hometown guy, right. um, so I, I, I think it would be it would be a good fit. But good. if we can get kind of an elite level coach or Kellen Moore, who's really proved right. that he can really turn around in in, in in the Cowboys, then yes. If not, then Wilkes is the guy.
1: So Eujitha, when um, the Giants beat um philly
2: who would you fire first wow yeah well tough one i mean uh jonathan gannon's been getting a lot of stick uh out of all the head co- all, all the coaching staff but i mean look he's done enough as well it's not i don't really think there's anyone to get fired to be honest they've exceed special teams coordinator they haven't been great this year say again the special teams
1: coordinator Philly hasn't been great in special teams this year. They're middle of the
2: road. Yeah, but look, overall, I think it's been a complete team that's done enough to be fourteen and three, and in the playoffs, I uh, I really I I don't see anyone leaving unless people like in Carolina take them away.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you this: if if Philly beats the Giants, I'll eat one cheeseburger with you. That'll take one hour off for
0: you there we go we're down to two hours now that's you're getting (laughs) some lifelines there you're getting some lifelines all right guys on that note we're gonna wrap it up an exciting divisional round coming up this has been sports on hinge make sure you like share comment and subscribe we'll see you guys next week as we preview the conference championships hey hey